0: I want my kids to love God and love people better, right? And that feels like what we do every time we share stories with our kids is this opportunity to love God and love people better by walking a mile in their shoes, by seeing the world from someone else's perspective, and by being emboldened by the courage and grit and overcoming that they see again and again in the stories that they read.
1: Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story. That hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. I love stories, don't you? We can all probably point to the story or the book that made us a reader. For me, it was a book I read as a seven-year-old. The book was Edward Lear's The Complete Nonsense. Things have not been the same since. I had no idea you could have so much fun inside a book. It made me a reader, and it was one of the books that made me a writer too. The other book was one I read the following year, The Lion, The Witch and The Wardrobe. Which book was it for you, I wonder? Our guest today, Sarah Mackenzie, knows all about books and stories and children. All subjects very dear to my heart, and I'm sure to yours as well. And the other thing is, she loves picture books. Picture books are that beautiful art form which is a story told in two languages, image and word. Sometimes there's this idea that children grow out of picture books. I haven't, and probably neither have you. How can you grow out of the classics like Runaway Bunny by Margaret Wise Brown or George and Martha by James Marshall or Russell Hoban's Francis books? I still read them. I suspect you do too. In fact, picture books have taken over most of my bookshelves. I love this perspective on what a picture book is. It's an excerpt from an opinion piece in the New York Times entitled, Your kids aren't too old for picture books and neither are you. I'll read from it. First, appreciate what picture books, the real wizards of the literary world do. With remarkable economy, they excel at the twin arts of visual and textual storytelling anyone who has ever read a picture book to a child has witnessed this magic firsthand you'll be reading along aloud and the child will laugh not at anything you've read but at something she has read in the pictures while you are reading one story told in words she is reading another told through art The illustrator doesn't merely reflect the words on the page. She creates an entire narrative of her own, adding details, creating secondary storylines. I love that. Sarah is a mother of six and founder of Read Aloud Revival. It's a beautiful ministry dedicated to having children fall in love with books. What a beautiful mission. I love what Sarah says on her website. She says... Here's what I know, you are the best person to help your kids learn and grow, and home is the best place to fall in love with books. And that's another thing I love about Sarah, her belief in the power of story, and the power of reading aloud. She has a deep respect for children and for stories, and she believes in the power of stories to equip children for life, to get them ready. It turns out, pulling a child onto your lap, opening up a picture book, and reading it together might be one of the greatest gifts you could give your child. Reading a story is a way we can love each other. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming my friend and now yours, Sarah McKenzie.
0: I'm Sarah McKenzie, my husband Andrew and I live in the Northwest. in Washington State with our six kids, and I host the Read Aloud Revival podcast, which is a podcast and an online community that helps parents make meaningful and lasting connections with their kids through books. One of my very favorite things to do is to help kids and parents find books to share to read aloud together that they just really bond some closer and are one of those lasting memories. And I also love (laughs) finding best books for my own kids as well. My own love of literature, my children's love of literature came from our homeschooling lifestyle because what happened is I stumbled across this book called The Read Aloud Handbook by Jim Trelease back when my oldest was a baby. And in that book, uh, Jim makes this case for reading aloud being something that was good for its own sake. So before that, I knew that when a Parent reads aloud to a child they, they do that when they can't the child can't read for themselves, but I always thought of it as a stepping stone. you know we read to our kids until they can read to themselves and Jim Treleese's book was an open door to me because it it invited me into this idea that actually reading aloud has so much benefit and beauty for its own sake, even after your kids can read on their own. So that was the first seed that was planted. And that was planted when my oldest was a baby. But what surprised me most, I think, was that there was something else that was taking place as well. And it was this invisible bond or connection between family members where we'd have inside jokes based on the stories we had shared and just a connection that hadn't been there before that was tethered together by all these stories that we had shared and enjoyed together through read-alouds. I really feel like as a parent, discussion and conversation is one of our best tools to be able to connect with our kids and raise our kids and read alouds and sharing stories have also then opened up this whole another world for us to discuss. And so one of the things that surprised me is how much the books that we're sharing with our kids have opened us up to really good conversations with them. And especially I think conversations about hard things or sticky things or messy things in life that maybe I don't want to bring up or I don't, you know, I know I need to talk to my kids about, but might not. Come up at the dinner table, <laughs> but they could come up when you're reading a story. Um, you know, if you're reading a story about a child who has an abusive family relationship or uh, racism or loneliness or the grief or the loss of somebody they love, these are all the kinds of things that we're constantly, you know, contending with in our real lives. But being able to start those discussions over stories has been so immensely powerful. One of the things that really astonished me, but it's remained true, is that as our kids get older, you know, we're butting heads with our teenagers. Every parent butts heads with their teenagers on some level at some point, right? Um, what I've noticed is on those days that we, have a hard time seeing eye to eye, when we sit down to read a story, it's like we're sitting down on the same bench. It's like we remember that we're on the same side of the fence and we're on the same team again, because when you're sharing a story, you're rooting for the same character, you know, you're gasping uh, or crying or holding your breath. You're worried about the same villain. So it's like we remember that we're on the same team. And so because of that, I think it ends up making uh, those hard conversations or those difficult conversations Easier because it puts us on the same team again. just reminds us that we're actually rooting for each other. And then also, because it's like a, a story, it feels maybe lower stakes, these difficult issues, whatever they are, when you're talking about them in a story or when you're approaching them through a story um, from the safety of your living room while you're snuggled on the couch or while you're sitting around the fire, right? Uh, that feels easier than it might be for them to encounter those hard issues in their real lives, either in their own personal lives or on the news or, you know, wherever else they might encounter them. But being able to start those discussions over stories has been so immensely powerful. There has been a lot of research in recent years on how reading fiction impacts our kids and adults even, um, as far as their empathy and compassion go, So some studies have recently shown that kids who read a lot of stories or are read a lot of stories too, they grow up to be adults who are more kind and compassionate and empathetic. Now this makes sense if we think about the idea that every time we read a story with our kids, we're asking them to walk a mile in the shoes of someone else, right? because you have this character who needs something, who wants something, who has to overcome obstacles. This character may be very similar to our children or may be completely different or live in a completely different part of the world or have a completely different family structure, different struggles, different emotions, right? Like can be very similar or different, but they're basically getting this experience of walking a mile in the shoes of somebody who lives under the bridge in New York and then somebody who lives um, in a village in Africa and then somebody who lives... Um, in Vietnam, so many different places and times that are different. than These are experiences our kids may never have otherwise gotten. And I know as a parent, I feel like one of my biggest concerns is how am I going to make sure my kids have everything they need before they leave home? And we can't, right? (laughs) We don't really know what they're going to need. We try anyway. But one of the things that is just really encouraging to me is that the thing I can give my kids is practice, practice walking a mile in the shoes of somebody else over and over and over again. And to me, that feels like a tremendous gift to be able to give our kids, not only so that they become you know, more compassionate and more empathetic, but also just so that they have a more expansive view of God's world. They love God's world and the people God put in it even better, which feels to me, I guess, like the whole point. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible. God loved his children too much to let the story end there. Even though he knew he would suffer, God had a plan, a magnificent dream. One day, he would get his children back. One day, he would make the world their perfect home again. And one day, he would wipe away every tear from their eyes. You see, no matter what, In spite of everything, God would love his children with a never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love. This is exactly the kind of thing I love about the whole Jesus Storybook Bible. It's infused with hope at every turn. I feel like with every page turn, I'm reminded that I am loved. Like, loved with a wild kind of crazy love that's bigger than I can imagine. And it happens in every single story where you leave the story and think there's so much love, there's so much hope. And this passage is one that I can imagine being especially poignant in a time of grief or sorrow or suffering where we wonder, can I ever have joy again. Can I ever, you know, in in a moment of grief where we just don't know how we'll ever see the light again and then we remember that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and he is right now loving us with an unstoppable, humongous love.
1: You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at Sally Jones and at jesus underscore storybook underscore bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love.